0: Good morning, saints of our Lord, and welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm your host, Brady Finner, and pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. We gather this next hour around the gift of the Holy Scriptures and the Word made flesh, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. The light shines on us today from Philippians chapter 3. Paul once again reminds us to rejoice, to rejoice in the Lord, not to rejoice in what badges you have earned, because the reality is Paul will be able to have earned more than you. He reminds us that our badge is not to be our own, but it is our Lord Jesus Christ. All of our accomplishments are nothing but rubbish in order to gain Christ and to be found in him. Let's unpack that, what that means for us today, for the gifts are ready. Thank you for tuning us in this morning on Worldwide KFuo. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. special thanks to our friends from Lutheran Heritage Foundation for your support of Thy Strong Word. Visit lhfmissions.org for more information, lhfmissions.org. To help us to be strengthened by God's Word, we have with us Pastor Nathan Metter of St. John Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Pastor Metter, welcome back to Thy Strong Word.
1: Good morning, Pastor Finneran. It's good to be back with you and, uh... Here and and have this uh, wonderful opportunity to walk through uh, a, a great passage from Scripture.
0: Well, the rumor has it that you are a bona fide bowler, and last week you had a couple. Last couple weeks, you've had a really good game. So, tell us about yeah. the famous bowling of Nathan Meder and the pastors of well, Plymouth. I
1: don't, I don't know about famous, but you know we are we are in uh, we are in Sheboygan County, Wisconsin. You know, about an hour north of Milwaukee, hour south of Green Bay. Um, what I affectionately like to call the uh, the poor man's Holy Land uh, for Lutheranism. You know, you get uh, you've got Perry <laughs> County, which is the real Holy Land, and then you've got the northern Holy Land of the Saginaw Valley, and then we're what's left here in Sheboygan <laughs> County. Um, we've had a for a long we've had a longstanding uh, Thursday afternoon during the lunch hour type uh, Lutheran pastors bowling league, and I've been I've been part of that now for 12 seasons since I've been here at at St. John and. Uh, last couple of weeks, I've really found my game. Uh, I've been uh, <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, shot 738. And last week, uh, 605. And today, the, the, the last Thursday, I shot uh, uh, the last Thursday, I shot 663. So I'm averaging like 222 over the last three weeks. So uh, if I'm asleep, don't wake me up.
0: Absolutely. It reminds me of when Michael Jordan won his final championship with the Bulls. I mean, he was in the zone. So you are what Michael Jordan would say, in the zone. What do you think?
1: Except I, except I didn't push John Stockton out of the way to make the
0: shot. So, uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> oh, we could talk all day on that. But anyway, I know. I know. Because remember, I also ref basketball too. So, uh, oh,
1: you know so the stories. I, yeah, I do. So no, but it, 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 it's, it's, oh, it's, it's 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 a great time what i love about it you know it is it gives the pastors an opportunity um to get together and to also you know to to be able to have some some fellowship and and not always be on cuz that's one mm-hmm. of those opportunities you know and and unfortunately uh, as as you and I both have talked about through our through our connection through uh, doxology, there is that sense of uh, the 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 stained the stained glass fishbowl and, and uh, that we live in, and it's actually kind of nice. And, and there's a group of there's there's a couple of leagues, one on either side of us at, our, at the house we bowl at in Sheboygan, that they actually come and they watch us. And they'll engage us, and sometimes it's even turned out to be an opportunity for for conversation about uh, about the faith, which is mm. which has been really powerful. So, uh, so it, it, it we're not wasting we're not wasting our time. We're uh, we're redeeming some time.
0: There you go. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to future updates when you get a perfect score, the 300. Hopefully, the first time you'll be able to announce it publicly will be here on KFUO. So. Well, I've we'll I, I
1: flirted with it twice this season.
0: So all right, all right, <laughs> let's get it done. Anyways, Pastor Matter back on the farm, as we will say uh, today. Can you begin our time in prayer?
1: Sure, Father in heaven, we do indeed rejoice in you. Uh, for you know, the reality is, when we, even if we were to shoot a perfect game, it, it pales in comparison. To the perfection and victory that you have given us in Christ. Uh, we fall short. Um, we, we, we like this comparative righteousness where we compare to one another, uh, mm-hmm. but that's not the standard you've set up. You've set up a, a standard of holiness that we cannot attain to apart from Jesus Christ, and yet in your mercy, uh, you send us that Savior, that second person of the Trinity, the one who descends, the one who the one who wears human flesh, the one who lives, the one who dies, the one who rises again, to give us the ultimate victory, to show us what really matters. Um, not not the, the, the pile of trophies that gather dust, but the trophy of the crown of life that you give us by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, we pray that you would walk us through this word this day, that that might be the trophy we see, that that might be the trophy that we receive from your goodness, that we might treasure it, not just for a day, but for eternity. Uh, Bless and guide our discussion for the sake of Jesus, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. So I want to try something a little bit different here, Pastor uh, Metter, is that I want to read all 11 verses in a row. And part of this is to for us to go back and go slowly through the text, but also I forget a lot of things. So if we read through it twice, I think that's gonna help us remember the text and you know, read Mark and, and we digest it. So I'm gonna read the first the, the eleven verses that we'll be studying today as we look at Paul's third chapter of Philippians. And Paul writes, Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Well, as we hear these powerful words of Philippians, Pastor Metter, can you give us some background or contextual information as we dig into this to help us out as we study?
1: Well, it's important to realize, you know, we we see th- these are powerful words, and you know, just on the face of them, they make a lot of sense and they do carry a lot of weight. But then, when you remember when they're written, this is Paul. He's 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 in custody. He's in prison. He realizes that um, there there are really only two options. One's an acquittal, which is unlikely. And the other is he's going to lose his head, which is likely. Hmm. So he is faced with this, this stark reality that he's likely going to die. And yet, what's he talking about? He's talking about rejoicing you know, what, and, and, and basically what he's doing, you know, what he, what he, what he does in this. And, and by the way, this is the in, the entire book, you know, he talks about hope and joy and all of this wonderful thing, you know, you sit there and you go, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, if, if, if I am, you know, if I'm, you know, according to my human nature, if I'm staring death in the face, I'm not so sure the first vocabulary I, word I would reach for is rejoice. Okay? Absolutely. Uh, I think I'd be reaching for, OK, who's my lawyer? Um, you know, uh, you know, can I can I get F. Lee Bailey? You know, can you know, can can we uh, resurrect Johnny Cochran so that he can go if it if it doesn't fit, you must acquit that kind of stuff? You know oh, But The reality is this. That's not going to happen for him. See, and, right. and this is, and and what he does is he takes what looks so hopeless. And flips it upside down. Which it, it and, and the reality is, he's not doing anything that Jesus hasn't already done. You see, that's the, the whole thing about the death and resurrection of Jesus. You know, uh, I, I talked about it recently in one of my sermons where I talked about uh, as we were dealing with Jesus, you know, Jesus cleansing the temple. Um, he goes through the temple, and it looks like he is. He's flipping tables over, and he's scattering coins, and he's, you know, and all of a sudden he got barnyard animals all over the place, and and it looks like he's introducing disorder. And really what Christ is doing is he is reinstituting a proper order. That's what he does in the cleansing of the temple on a small scale. That's what he does in his death and resurrection for us. He doesn't turn our world upside down. It turn, It is turned right side up. Up, because mm. his way is the right way, a- and what Paul is simply doing as one who is living this type of, as one who is living, he, you know, he he's lived this this right side up life under Christ in an upside down world, he's putting it diff- he's putting it into a proper perspective for us, and in fact, he not just a proper, he, he's putting it in in the perspective that we need to have to be able to rejoice in things that look like they're bad. You know, this is not this is this is not intended to be some sort of spiritualistic denial. This is not a spiritual river cruise on on the river denial. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is this is intent he he is pointed. He he he's not living in fantasy land. He's living in the 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 Christ reality that okay I may look like I'm losing everything here. But really, I've gained any everything I need in the gift that I've received from Jesus Christ. And, and it's this it, it's this, you know, it, it's one of those things every once in a while you watch well, I, I saw one of these these commercials the other day. It looked like the kid was dancing on the ceiling of a room. Sure. Well, you know what you do, they just build the room upside down. Okay. And, and or you know, and and and, and what so what's happened, we are so used to living in a world that's upside down down because of our own sin and the judgment that that sin deserves that when christ comes in it flips everything around and 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 things go flying but really what he's doing is putting it back to the way it was always intended to be and when you understand that okay when he is that when he gets to when the one when when christ who was there to put the chaos of pre-creation into order in the the, the the good creation. He is now here among us to take the chaos of our uncre- our, our sin sin caused uncreation and put it back into a new created order and, and what and what was and, and and God was pleased with the original you know in the original we're told that God was he said it was very good. The same thing is we can look at Christ's new order in our lives. And rejoice in the fact that in Christ it is very good, even if what we see doesn't look very good.
0: And this brings us back to Paul's words in Philippians one: "To live as Christ and to die is gain." That th- 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 those are words of faith because you don't talk that way if you don't have, if you don't see the world as good in Christ. You, you speak a whole different language. Even though we're tempted, as even of people of faith. As you said, to look for the lawyer, look for the will. Is the will done? Is it not done? How am I going to make sure everything is in order? As opposed to here, he speaks differently, Um, and he captures it beautifully. As we went through last week in Philippians chapter two, where it talks about um, though he was equality with God was not something to be grasped, he humbled himself even to the point of death, death on a cross. And so it, it points us to that reality. It's the foundation of everything that we are hearing today. As he gets to the righteousness that we have in Christ. Last thoughts before we move on? Or actually start actually no, start with the text.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's 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 jump in. There's this weight you know, because if we just keep with our thoughts, we're gonna blow through this, we're gonna blow through this hour and we're not and Paul's much smarter than I am.
0: Oh, absolutely. So listen to him. Let's let the Holy Spirit lead us. Verse one. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you as no trouble to me and is safe for you. So he says here, rejoice in the Lord. This is a, a continuous theme throughout this book. Why is he rejoicing?
1: Well, he's he's received he re- he's received the greatest gift. He's received the greatest gift. He knows that when he loses his head, he wins. Hmm. He's living, you know. You go like 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 you talked about in in chapter one. If I live, phenomenal. I get to talk to you guys. If I die even better. I get to see Jesus face to face, you know, so, so, so he can come, you know, he keeps, he keeps coming back to this, you know, it's, it, it, you know, we, we talk about this every, you know, every once in a while, you, 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 you we've both been doing this long enough where, uh, where they are doing this pastor thing long enough where there are just certain phrases that we have to catch ourselves because we use them all the time, you know, and, and for Paul that, that use all the time phrase is rejoice. Especially here in in the book of Philippians, he's coming back, you know, it's like, it's like that, it's like that, that spiritual earworm song or jingle that gets in your head and won't leave, you know, whether, you know, whether, you know, whether it's you know, whether you got young kids and it's baby shark or something like that, you know, (laughs) that song that gets in there and you just go, oh, but, but this is even better because this is this rejoicing. Listen, I'm going to keep, and and he's not doing it like to beat us down. You know, I'm just going to keep telling you what I need to tell you till you believe it. You know, and he, he's not doing it like someone might manipulate you in communication. I'm going to keep tell a lie until, until you believe it's true. That's not what he's right.
0: doing. Here. Right.
1: He, he's flowing from the truth deeper into the truth. And, and listen, I'm just going to keep hey, guys, because of Christ, we can rejoice. We're not rejoicing. And, and this is where this, this portion of the chapter goes. We're not rejoicing because of what we do. We're rejoicing because of what Christ has done. So you've got that, you know, it's not just this generic suck it up, buttercup, don't worry, be happy, Bobby McFerrin stuff. Mm -hmm. This is a, you have this, you have this finally, boom, get this, understand, exclamation point, my brother's family relationship, rejoice. And then a little English grammar here in the Lord. It is, this is a, this is a. This is a, a, a deep, rich, divinely inspired rejoicing. It's not something that you have to gin up yourself. Hmm. It's mm-hmm. something that has been poured into you freely by grace. And, and, and so, so this, this is rejoice and, and he's like, hey, I know I talk like this all the time, guys, but you need to hear it. Because we are surrounded by so much unjoy you know we we are we are surrounded by by that 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 deep joy sucking sound you know living in a living in a world that living in a world that, that that's destroyed by sin it, it it does it it just sucks the joy right out of you and, and that's why a weekly intensive connection to Jesus in his word amongst the brethren in worship to receive him who comes to us in his body and blood. So not only do we hear this, re- this reason to rejoice, we see it, we touch it, we smell it, we taste it. It is a complete, it's, it's a, it's a 360, you know, it's a 360 degree, uh, a full, a 3D experience of this joy. <laughs> And it comes
0: from outside of us. And to see that it's when we receive those gifts, that it not only is that we receive joy, is that Hebrews 12, 2, um, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. That the joy is his as well. the joy, The joy of him to give us joy. Is there as well. So Paul's just reminding them, preaching this into their soul, rejoice. Why? Because you are in the Lord, the Lord who had joy to endure a cross, especially when you go to chapter two, we had last week. It just goes so purely in his understanding of his humility. And then when you connect it with other parts of scripture, that he had joy, like the father had joy to bring his son into his arms in the prodigal son parable. Um, right. and so any other thoughts on that? I mean good I, I need to have this joy you know it's a good reminder for me as well today
1: yeah you know it, you know it's one of those things I don't know about you but uh, I don't know about you I don't necessarily get a whole lot of joy right now when I have to when I have to pull into the local quick trip and and put gas into my car um, <laughs> uh, because there's no joy in paying two dollars and sixty cents a gallon now uh, but the reality is the, the the joy that Paul is filling us up with is, is free. It's absolutely it's free. free. Mm. And, 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 and the bet, and the best part of it is you never, you know, I drive a couple hundred miles or, you know, three, 350, 380 miles, and I have to go still up again. Okay. If I give, if I live in this joy all the time, it never runs out. Right. It just, it just multiplies
0: and gets deeper. Right. Yeah. I thought you were going to use the analogy of, my Big Buddy cup that I refill with Mountain Dew at Quick Trip. But you went with the gas analogy. That will work as well. I, I have, to, I have well. to
1: go with the gas analogy, Brady, because I'm 51. And if you, <laughs> if you empty a Big Buddy, it causes too many travel problems. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> well, let's keep moving on in the text. Verses two, 2 through... Uh, I'm going to do 2... What am I going to do here? 2 through 6. This is going... No, I'm not going to go that far. Excuse me. 2 and 3. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mediate the flesh, for we are the circumcision, who worship by the Spirit of God and the glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. So he speaks about the dogs. Would this be equivalent to people from Illinois for you Wisconsin folks?
1: Um, well, uh, yeah, you know, know, this is what we would call Packer. This is what Packer fans would call bear fans and Viking fans, you know, um, (laughs) you know, those are the dogs, uh, well, you know, and, and this is important for us to understand, you, you know, when we think dogs, I have an 80 pound black lab, golden retriever mix named Marty. We go for a walk every morning. He is my buddy. We we are we are a fixture in downtown beautiful downtown. By the way, I have to say beautiful downtown Plymouth because we're contract, we're in the Chamber of Commerce. I'm contractually obligated to do that. But uh, we we have this circuit that we go downtown and people see us and there's a little bakery that we that we get to walk in. They let Marty come in and he gets a treat and and I get a cup of coffee and and we're just talking to everybody, having a great time and interacting. Yeah, that's not what that's not what Paul's talking about no, 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 no. Paul's talking, this is, he's not talking about Marty. He's not talking. He is talking, he's not talking about Marty, the lab. He's not talking about, uh, fluffy, the Shih Tzu. Um, he's talking about these mongrels, you know, this was a, this, by the way, he's flipping vocabulary here. Mm -hmm. This was a term that the Jews used about Gentiles, right? right. You are out because the dog, the dogs weren't allowed in, you know, the dogs weren't allowed in the house. The dogs weren't. They did really didn't even want the dogs in town because they were. They they ate they ate junk. They ate they dead bodies. They ate whatever they could do to survive. They you know and they would travel in packs. And if you got isolated, they might even attack you um, Mm. because you were an easy mark. Whatever. So so that we're not talking about your friendly neighborhood fluffy. We're talking about these vile outside the camp outside the town. And, and this is what the Jews called the Gentiles. Well guess what? Paul is now saying, no, because remember we're turning things we're turning things in our world upside down, but in Jesus' world it's right side up. So those who used to be on those who thought of themselves on the inside, you know, the, the cool kids, the the you know, the 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 the, the 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 smart paparazzi type people, they're real they're the real dogs. And, and and because they're rejecting, they they rejected the one that God has sent, the one that they should have known better and then rejected. You know, they clung to the mutilation of the flesh. That mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, why is it that every time I talk about circumcision to either my confirmants or my adult Bible study, every male in the room winces. But Absolutely. that's exactly what happens. You know, he, and and Paul saying no you call us the dogs? No, you're the dogs because you've rejected Christ. You think we're the dogs because we have not embraced the circumcision of the flesh, but we really are the circumcision because it's the circumcision of the heart that comes in holy baptism. This is what God has, Christ has done. He has, again, flipped things upside down or right side up Putting people in their right places, and when you when you flip the world upside down, things go things go scattering, and that which used to be on top is now on the bottom. That was used to be inside is now outside, and that's what that's what he he's stressing here, you know, uh, you know, because they are, and the only way you can see this is through the spirit of God. It, it's the spirit of God. We understand that we have no confidence in our own flesh. Um, because we are that wonderful semel Seul used to said picator you know i can sit here um you know i asked the question on my facebook page to my pastor friends i said it's the season of lent have you have you made some time with your father confessor this yet you know and you know and i knocked my you know i i had a i had a wonderful visit with mine late last week and it was phenomenal and yet what do i do even before i got home you know i i you know i i leave you know, pardoned and, and, and refreshed, uh, you know, receive Christ's body and blood and, 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 and I'm driving home and I get mad at somebody who cut me off and I say and think things that remind me that I, that I have no, I have no, I have no reason to be proud in my own flesh because in less than an hour, I've just screwed up the great gift that has been given to me, you know, if it were really dependent on me. And so I can't depend on myself. I'm only dependent on Christ. I, on the flesh that he feeds me, not my own flesh. And again, so it's all this upside down stuff.
0: So he could almost call you a dog in this scenario. How about oh, that? I
1: am. I am. <laughs>
0: and I know you're it. Not Marty. I know
1: it. You know, I, I know it. And, and you're right. I, I'm not, I, I'm not the, the friendly neighborhood pet. I should be outside but I'm not.
0: You know,
1: this is one of the reasons I, I had a conversation with a, with a congregation not too long ago. And, and one of the people we got a little uncomfortable with me, me wearing my clerical collar and they said, well, why do you wear the collar? And I just said, well, what do you know about a dog who wears a collar? He's got a master, hmm. you know? And, and I think that's one of those things it's important for all of us to realize, you know, that, that when we are connected to Christ like this, we all have a master, And, and we're connected to him Uh, and, uh, and, and he is, he takes that, which is outside the dogs and he doesn't just make them pets. He makes them family.
0: Well this is a great spot for us to realize as we are in the family of Christ and we are not dogs we are part of this family. We're reminded that we are the circumcision in faith because of Christ. But we need to take a break right now. We are studying Philippians chapter 3 with Pastor Nathan Metter. We'll be right back. On America's college campuses, doors are open to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ.
1: The number of international students studying at American schools has more than quadrupled over the past decade. For many of these young men and women, it's their first time living in a free society where they can ask questions about Christianity. You can help answer their questions. Go to lhfmissions.org and partner with the Lutheran Heritage Foundation to translate good Lutheran books
0: into languages these students can read and understand. lhfmissions.org. And welcome back. We are studying Philippians with Pastor Nathan Metter, and we just got done talking about Pastor Metter's dog, and that he is a dog himself. But we are not—that is not our final identity. Our identity is that we are the circumcision. He's given us a new heart, as we hear in Ezekiel chapter thirty-six, where he says, "I will give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit within you," which we cannot help but point that to our baptism and how we are baptized into Christ. So those first three verses set up rejoicing. They set up look out for what we call the Judaizers, trying to find your identity apart from Christ and what He has done for us on the cross. And and now he goes into something new. But any last thoughts on those first three verses, Pastor Matter?
1: Uh, you know, these are those are verses. Those are verses that you probably ought to just chew on. You mm-hmm. know, uh, let them steep. You know, put them in, put them in a little, put them in a little mental tea bag, and, and, and just let them soak for a while. And, and, and the longer, and, you know, and, and it will never get too strong. That's the beautiful thing. You just, just, just <laughs> wade into that. This is who I should be, but that's not who I am. And, and I think that's, that's a huge, that's a huge thing for us. And, and again, it gives us more reason to rejoice because it's not about my accomplishments, about what it's, what's been worked in me.
0: And that's a great segue because, like like you said, how could we not look at that and then start rejoicing? And now Paul gives us even more opportunity to rejoice. Let's read verses 4 through 6. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone thinks that he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So let's kind of go through this a little like piece by piece. He talks about, well, oh, if you guys have confidence, I have even more of an opportunity for confidence because I was circumcised on the eighth day. What is he talking about? As you said, men usually wince at this. What is he talking about?
1: Well, you know, he's talking about this this whole this whole idea of circumcision, and ooh, you know, I get nervous with that. You know, it's like surgery, and at least at least you know they did it for us when we were most of us were young enough. We too, we, we couldn't either object or really feel it. But but really, I, I one time heard this described. What what he's doing here? Okay, what he's doing here is he's showing the absolute emptiness in what a, a friend of mine once called comparative righteousness. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. This is what the, this is what the Jews did. You know, they, you know, you know, my Judaism is bigger than your Judaism. Uh, My tassels are longer. My phylacteries are bigger. You know, uh, um, I, you know, I pray, you know, I I pray longer and louder and, and I, I put on the biggest show and, and, you know, that guy just brought one sheep. I brought a sheep and a bull. You know, this kind of, this whole comparative righteousness and, and to the world, it makes sense, you know, and, and we do compare by the way, we do comparative righteousness all the time. And there's a reason why we do comparative righteousness because we always compare ourselves in a situation where it makes us look good. Hmm. If I want to look tall, I stand next to one of the kindergartners. If I want to look short, I go down to Milwaukee and I find Yanis Atentakumbo and stand next to him and I look really short. <laughs> Okay. Um, by the way, he would also make me look poor because of the because of his bank account. Um, But if I want, you know, if I want to if I want to look uh, if I want to look skinny, I stand next to somebody who weighs 400 pounds. If I want to make myself look hefty, I stand next to a normal sized human. Uh, Mm -hmm. So so but but these things don't tell me anything about me. They tell me uh, who I am in relation to you. But I'm that's not that's not the standard that God set up, you know, God's standard was be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I, I don't like that standard, you know, just like, I don't like the scale, you know, cause every once in a while I stand on my scale at home and it says one at a time, please. Um, uh, you know, so, so you, so, so, you know, there, there's no comparison, you know, it just says, here's the number. You know, I go to the doctor and, and, and she, you know, I go to the doctor for my physical and she puts me, she insults me immediately, puts me on the scale. And then she turns around and makes me stand. And then she measures how tall I am. And I realize I've lost another quarter inch because my arches have fallen again. And, and I can't, there's no, I can't compare my way out of that. That is an empirical fact. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And, And, and what Paul is saying is, okay, all this comparative righteousness stuff, it's empty because it's Nothing. It's nothing at all, you know. Um, you know, I can compare myself, you know, in 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 the with the group of pastors, I am far and away the best bowler in the group. Okay, um, <laughs> that and four bucks, you know, the fact that I'm the best bowler in the Sheboygan County Lutheran Bowling League, that and four bucks will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks.
0: I was going to say that's impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive you know, for you the know, whole you know, nation. But, yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, it's not the whole nation cuz you know, cuz I know I know guys in, you know, I know an 18-year I know an 18-year-old kid who just who 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 no, 16-year-old kid who uh bowled in the in the, the the Wisconsin State Tournament and he would he would thrash me on the lanes. Sure. This kid's 16 years old and 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 he's he's averaging for an entire season what I've been averaging for 3 weeks. I've never done this before. You know, he's that much I better do. than I am. And he's 16, I'm 51. You yeah. know, so, so this comparative stuff is empty. It's absolutely empty. It's absolute emptiness. And, 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 and less until we understand that it's the, it's the comparative righteousness that gets in the way. It absolutely gets in the way. And, and, and you have to clear everything out of the way so that we can, so that we don't lose Jesus. You know, this is one of those things. When you are clinging, you know, th- think of your hands. Think of your hands. When, when you are clinging to these accolades, whether it's your circumcision or your, your, uh, your education or your birthright, all of these things that, the fair, that, these, that these religious people, they, they treasured. Okay, Hebrew of Hebrews, all these things that Paul says, yep, yep I, have, I got that, I got that, you don't, you know. But if your hands are clinging to these things, what can you put in those hands? If your hands are clenched, hanging on to these accomplishments that are empty, what gifts can you receive? The answer is nothing. So what you're doing is you're clinging to emptiness and you're throwing
0: away completeness. And he goes on this list so well because he makes a list that, I like how you're saying about comparative righteousness, because we also do this in the realm of saying, boy, I'm having a rough time, whatever the rough time is. Mm-hmm. And then you will hear people literally say this, that, well, at least is not as bad as that person. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a very strange, especially as a Christian, way of doing comparative righteousness as well. Because then then you're almost putting someone else under the bus to uplift yourself. And, and Paul doesn't do that. He gives a list of basically saying, if you're trying to find um, hope in this emptiness, I have more than all of you. And still, I don't have it, you know. And and it's it's something that's very dangerous, as you said. And I, and I never thought about it this way. It's like clenching on to something. And if you're clenching onto it, how can you receive the gifts of Christ? How can you re how can you receive all these things? Even faith. Because your faith is hanging on the things. world.
1: You're hanging on the world and you lose eternity.
0: Absolutely. And this also goes to the list that we will typically go to uh, as human beings. Uh, the first thing we go to, unless God gives us a new heart is, you know, someone said, if you die today, would you go to heaven? And our first inclination um, is that you'll say, well, I'll go down my list. Well, I've done this. I'm not a bad person. Never been to jail. And Paul's just saying, there's there's no hope in that. I mean, at the end of the story, you're still wondering, I'm not sure what's going to happen to me. But here, Paul's going down that list and he's making it truly, truly empty. Last thoughts on those verses? Um, No, we're good. We're good. Let's go move on. Seven through nine. But whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness is from God that depends on faith. So, Pastor Metter, as we have gone through seven through nine, it is interesting to me that he's gone through the list of what we can do, the the, the list of of accomplishments. But then he goes right into it and he emphasizes it really three times that all of this is a loss. He even speaks like a Australian or an English and says, "I count it as a rubbish." Um, he's really emphasizing this. What is he telling us? Well, if you think
1: about it, think of what he does. He, he, the first one, you know, whatever I gain, this is kind of an economic, you know, the first, the first one is kind of economic. Okay. He, he, this is like a a profit loss statement. Okay. I, it looks, it looks like my balance sheet is full. My bank account is full. I, you know, my business is turning a profit, but it's actually a loss, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that is a loss. Okay. So he, he, he goes to like a, a common sense approach and, and, and then, and then the next one, you know, when he, when he goes, when he goes on, you know, he's saying the, 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 the loss of all things I've suffered that loss of it. And I count them as rubbish. This is where it gets offensive. You know, this is where that wonder, that wonderful little Greek word, scuba which uh you know, which, you know, we talk, you know, you talk, he calls it rubbish, rubbish. which is kind of a gentle term, um, I, one of the one of the resources I looked at um, described it this way. It said um, the part of your the the part of your meal that the body doesn't value as nutritious and needs to be expelled. Mm, you know, mm-hmm, you can think mm-hmm. of the little emoji you know, with the smiley face, you know, this is, this is kind of, yeah, this is, this is not, you know, this is, this is something that you would need to use all of that toilet paper. We hoarded a year ago at this time. Um, Mm. you know, and that's what he's talking about. so, so, so this is not just, oh, profit loss statement. This is not just a theoretical thing. This is also, this is also deeply personal. You know, it is, you know, all of these things that I, you know, that, that, that I can cling to all these things that I would hold up and say, oh, what a good boy that I am. He's saying, not only are they not gain, not only are they are, not only are there treasures, they should be flushed. Mm -hmm. They, they, they should be flushed. Why? So that I may gain Christ. Clear my, you know, clear the shelves, clear the bank account, clear my hands. So the only thing I can receive is Christ and be found in him. You know, that, that a righteousness not of my own. You know, the, the, we have a righteousness, but it's not mine. You know, I, I get to brag in somebody else's righteousness because mine's not good enough.
0: And this is something that's very well described in the formula of Concord. I found this, and it I think it describes it very well, I, and, and I want to read this. This is where it says, If anyone wants to drag good works into the article of justification, rest his righteousness or trust for salvation on themselves, and merit God's grace and be saved by them, Paul himself answers, not us. He and repeats it three times such a person's good works, such a person's works are not only useless and a hindrance, but are also harmful. So as yeah. you're saying there, it's it's a loss, it's it's a wash. It, it does no good for you. But not only that, but it's a hindrance and it is harmful to the body, the body of Christ, clearly, but also to you as an individual, that you will lose everything that if you think about this at all, that I have something to bring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know,
1: because here's what happens. It has happened since the first time somebody bought in the lie, did God really say? You know, anytime Mm -hmm. we give ourselves any credit, we are going to claim all of the credit. You know, you know, we put these little fissures in there, and you know, and, you know it's one of those things. Uh, in the fall of the year, we we tend to, where I'm at, we sometimes have little mice problems. You know, and every year it seems like we've we've sealed up all the holes, and yet, if they get their nose through, they can get their body through. And and so so if we can, if we we have these little cracks, and we, we let this self righteousness seep seep in, and next thing you know, you get an infestation, and Christ is pushed aside. And, and and that really is you know there is no room for us to boast in any anything in us. there is only room for us to boast in Christ because that's the only way that we have a done deal accomplished righteousness
0: nothing in my hand I bring simply to the cross I cling I think that bang that one, <laughs> yeah. <Dang> that one. <laughs> that's right that's right rock of ages so here it is a it's a faith issue. Um, what are you having faith in? I was watching a TV show the other day and, uh, and it was a gal, it was on a blacklist. And one of the gals was talking to a a man of faith and, and she said something like, well, you're a man of faith. And therefore, and then she said, well, I'm also a person of faith. I have faith in myself. And I was like, wait, she's talking about Philippians. this is a flipping chapter three issue here. And and I think this is something that we we have to confess that only in Christ do I have this righteousness, because we're going to quickly, as you said, go back into it, almost like putting water into your hands and trying to hold it in there without any water dripping. It's just going to wash right through. It's going to go right beyond that. If you try to find that, you will always be empty handed. But in Christ, in Christ, your hands will always be full of His grace, forgiveness, and salvation. One word I want to talk about with this is a word that we say a lot, but we always need to define very clearly. And He talks about not having a righteousness of my own, but through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God. What is righteousness? How should we define this?
1: Well, you know, you know, when when Paul Paul tends to use it in in, in a uh, in a legal, uh, it, it's a legal word. You know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a legal word that he brought into the discussion. <laughs> fitting for a man in prison using a legal <laughs> word, right? Yeah. That's true. That's true, yeah, yeah. Like you know, he, he's fitting for a man in, But but this is a declaration. Okay. Um. It it is a it, this this is a legal term that that defines the person that it's spoken of. Okay. And, and understand, it is it is a it, it's a declaration that's made. Um, not you know this is simply the judge looking at you saying, this is not a situation where you got a good lawyer, and he's weaselled you off on a technicality.
0: Okay, mm-hmm.
1: you know this this is one the 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 this righteousness has been established. Everything you've been guilty of that punishment, you know, there's no double jeopardy here. Your sins have been punished already. You've been judged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That happened on a hill outside of Calvary a little over 2000 years ago. You're judged. And, and, and this is, this then is given to you. It is declared, it is declared about you. You are now right with God. There is no imbalance. You are right with him. Now, and and then what's important is this. But again, as Paul makes in this situation, it's not about me. You know, I you know, oh, I was out of balance. So I added a couple. I, you know, I, I, I you imagine a scale, you know, like, you know, Lady Justice, you know, she's blindfolded and she's holding a scale. And to be right, to be justified is is when those scales are in perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's not mm-hmm. about me taking off a couple of bad stones and putting on a couple of good stones to balance it out. No, this is about what God has done for me. This is a declaration. You are what and who God says you are. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is the same God who spoke something from nothing. This is the same God who, who, who had a formless and void creation, and he said, let there be, and it was. It wasn't a process. It was. Exactly the same way God looks into our formless and voidness in the area of righteousness, and He He declares us righteous in Christ and Christo in Christ. That's the key. It's not He's He's not just ignoring it. This is the doting old grandfather who just ignores this the the naughty little you know the sins of his naughty little grandchildren because you know they're just way too cute. Um, No, this is, is, (laughs) the judgment is done. You know, he doesn't pat you on the head and say, there, there, that'll be okay. No, he's laid it on Christ already. Okay? Your righteousness was earned by somebody else, and it's given to you.
0: And he says this righteousness is from Christ, and it tells us that it depends on faith. And this is where I think we can start sneaking in ourselves. You go, okay, all right. Christ has done it all, but thanks be, thanks be to God that I, um, I brought faith, that I accepted this faith, that I was part of this process to have faith in Him. I have something to give. What would you say to them, Pastor?
1: Harley Kapitsky was my prof years ago at the Sim. He was a, one of the first missionaries in Papua New Guinea right after World War II. And he'd get on one of these roles. He says, oh, I just get tired. You got to believe, 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 believe. No. If, you're a, if, if you got to believe, we're making believer right. If you are in Christ, you are a Christian. It is only, you know, this is something that is given to us. Because remember, as Paul also says, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead people. Are only good at one thing, and that's being dead. You can't, you know, there, there is, you know, I, I'm looking right out my window, and, and, and down across the street, about a block and a half, is, is Union Cemetery, oldest cemetery in Plymouth. I've been here 12 years. I've been looking out this window most days, and I've never once seen any one of those people yawn, stretch, and say, I don't feel like being dead today. Mm-hmm. I decide that I'm not dead today. That's ridiculous. No one would think that. And yet we try and do the exact same thing with our spiritual life. We try and yawn and stretch and say, I don't feel like being dead today. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give my heart to Jesus. No, no. What he does is he comes, takes it. He, he he takes over this in this wonderful gift of faith. It's a gift of faith. Faith is a gift you know, everything in relation to Jesus is a gift. It, it's a trust that He lays in us. This goes back into my stewardship gig. You know, He entrusts us with this righteousness. There's there's no reason, you know, uh, there's no reason He should, because we, you know, it, it it's like it's like uh, trusting your bank, trusting your checkbook to the local embezzler. Okay, we're no good at it. Right. Right. And yet he chooses to give us this trust. He he, calls us to, he he calls us to faith, and he places faith in us against all odds. and through the work of the Holy Spirit, he changes us. And that's when we, that's when we manage this trust of the gospel, in our lives for the sake of the lives of those around us, all for the glory of Christ.
0: And this is something important for us to remember too. And you said this before our break, talking about how this righteousness is from outside of us. Mm-hmm. And he, I've heard this said too. He's imputed it into us, like it was. Yeah. It, it, calling Lazarus out of the grave, Lazarus come out. Um, that was a you know outside-in type of situation, not an inside-out situation right. where Lazarus didn't have a motivational. I'm dead four days. I came back from the dead speech. He has a, the Lord raised me. And that's the same thing for us because he is, as first Corinthians says, our righteousness, sanctification, and our redemption. And he brings all of that good stuff and brings it into us so that we are able to say that Jesus is Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's very helpful as we look at righteousness, that we have been made right with God on account of Mm -hmm. Christ and what he's done for us. We have two more verses here, and we have about four minutes. So let's get this uh, these two verses done, and then let's talk about summary and what this all means for us today. Verse 10 and 11. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. This can kind, of, If you read these verses on their own, it would be kind of confusing, I'm um, like, wait a second, he's, he's kind of acting like he's talking about himself again, all the work he has to do. But what is Paul telling us here?
1: Well, I'm going to share you well he puts. He puts himself in us in this gift. Okay, mm-hmm. He puts himself in us in this gift. And that means we're going to, you know, and just like Jesus picked up some pretty powerful enemies. So do we. Um, you know, here, you know, he came to his own, his own received him, not they rejected him, they killed him. And, and, you know, and he warned, he, he warns us, he says, the whole world's going to hate you because of me. And, And, you know, so, so there is this, we share his sufferings we share his sufferings because we're we are being led by the spirit to follow him because we know our ultimate end is not this world our ultimate end is a resurrection that's even better than what we can have right now and and again my attaining is not me earning it it's just not me chucking it the only thing you know the only the only will i the, the only thing i can do in this equation is look Jesus right in the eye after he's died on the cross for me, risen from the dead, he's called me to faith. The only thing I have the power to do is say, Yeah, no, thank you.
0: Right. No, I don't want
1: that. And, and, and unfortunately, we all know people who've done that. And, and you know, I, the, the attaining, the attaining here, it even sounds a little bit, it, the attaining is in the remaining. You know, to, mm-hmm. to use Jesus from, you know, Jesus from John 15, you know, if, you know, we, we abide, we remain in the vine and, and, and that's, you know, and, and he is the one who fills us with this xylem and phloem of the forgiveness of sins and new life, not just for now, but for eternity. Uh, and it's not about me and my effort to, you know, to, to, it's just me avoiding <laughs> avoiding the temptation to chuck the whole thing and do whatever i want to do anyway
0: and this reminds me of revelation 2 verse 10 be faithful unto death and i'll give you the crown of life yeah is yeah. that it's a standing it's a standing this is who i am you know my uh, well in the cross i cling i mean this is like right. you talked about before um, that that we stand we cling to christ not to cling to the other things and not run around trying to find it because it's already there outside of us being imputed into us. Pastor, we have about a minute left here. Mm-hmm. How would you sum up these verses and these powerful words in Philippians? Not
1: about me. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, you know, and, and, and what you see, what you see is how simple the Christian faith is. Now, It's not simplistic because it has a depth and a perspective and, and a cost and all of this that goes. Deep. but it, it really is very simple. If, if I, the, the equation looks like this. If I am at any point in control, if I am at any point rejoicing in myself, I've lost it all. If at any point, I've lost all of myself into the gospel. And this Jesus who, who who embodies this gospel, I have everything. You know, it's this upside down, really right side up mentality. That that when I'm in, it's when I'm in Christ that I have an enemies in the world, but I have all the victory I need. And and, and it is so easy for me to throw this away. Uh, and yet I don't. And and yet that's the only power I have. So we can. So, so it, it, it's one of those things. It be it really does, you know. To it's still all about Jesus. When it's all about Jesus, we're in the right spot.
0: Pastor Nathan Metter of St. John Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin, also a great bowler, helping us today in Philippians <laughs> chapter three. Pastor Metter, thank you for being our guest.
1: Thanks. To, thanks, Pastor Fenner.
0: <laughs> Saints of our Lord, as the hymn says, not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and thou alone. That is what we rejoice in. That is our hope, and that is our salvation. I'm your host, Brady Finner, and pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us, and the Lord keep you safe in the palm of his hands.